Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. Today I'm going to be looking at two very different kinds of game series. First of all, we are going to be looking at the series that this channel is known for, The Legend of Zelda. A series that has reinvented the wheel time and time again with its different gameplay styles and also different open world mechanics like we saw with Breath of the Wild. A series that doesn't need much of an introduction, as already stated, this channel is about Zelda, so it doesn't need much of an introduction here, let's be honest. <laughs> but a series of games so consistent that some would call it their favourite game series of all time, which well, I mean, I am one of those people, so... Now you've seen the title, you know the other game series. The other game series we're going to be talking about is Dark Souls, or the Souls games. Two very different types of gameplay styles with both The Legend of Zelda and Dark Souls. But today I want to expand on Dark Souls just a little bit, because I'm a big Dark Souls fan. I want to talk about it on the channel a little bit, plus I think it would be cool to talk about how factors inside of Dark Souls could work in The Legend of Zelda. Dark Souls is a very different kind of beast compared to The Legend of Zelda, and today we're going to talk about that a little bit. Dark Souls is most likely known to most people down to its excruciating difficulty in some of the areas of the series, and while I am a Souls games fan, I won't disagree and say that the games aren't hard, because most of the time they really are, and that's one of the biggest things I love about the series. But with that said today, I'm not going to come out here and tell you guys that The Legend of Zelda should be harder. It would be made way more fun. Definitely not. Zelda has an established fanbase and doing that to the fans could draw them away extremely easily. Especially since a lot of these fans are Nintendo fans and a lot of Nintendo fans are also children, which, again, wouldn't work. <laughs> but difficulty is definitely a way that these games connect on a level nowadays. This wasn't true at all, not even in the slightest before the latest entry in the series. Breath of the Wild, but that game had some difficulty spikes and most of the time these were down to their boss enemies, and look at that, that's one of the most recognisable ways that the Souls game have done difficulty, and Breath of the Wild took a huge leaf out of their book, well, that or the Monster Hunter games, but then we're just arguing semantics. Rather than looking for puzzles to defeat big bosses like Zelda's of old, Breath of the Wild let you just defeat the bosses in your own way, using your own combat. As long as you don't have enough arrows to just offload them into a boss's face to knock them over, that is. The best example of this is within the DLC boss, Monk Mazkosha, in which you have to recognise a boss's patterns and deal damage whenever you see an opening. If we compare this to a boss like the Abyss Watchers in Dark Souls 3, it seems even clearer to me how much these games were an inspiration for the difficulty in Breath of the Wild, especially initially. And while we're quickly still talking about the similarities between the two series at the moment, it seems like the creators of Dark Souls' next highly anticipated game, Elden Ring is actually taking a considerable amount of inspiration from Zelda making the jump to an open world. Open world mini-bosses are going to be in this game, and they even seem to be doing dungeons that you can enter any time at your own leisure. Heck, to me it seems like a continuation of Breath of the Wild's formula, but just a bit harder. Suffice it to say, I'm pretty darn excited for Elden Ring. Now that I've finished my first few Soulsborne games, that is. But now it's time to get into what the Zelda series would be like if it was just a little more like the Souls Echo Eldenborn games. Elden Soulsborn? Blood, Dark Ring, Shadows Die Twice? Dude, how do you even classify these series anymore? <laughs> Since difficulty has already been discussed, we can kind of strike that one off of the list now. But let's talk about if combat was more like those systems seen in From Software's games. Because 
while the combat in those games maybe aren't the best ever, they're pretty darn good. Especially as time has gone on, and while Zelda's combat system is great for what it is, don't get me wrong, and while variety-wise it was greatly improved in Breath of the Wild, I think there's more that they can do with the core mechanics. And it seems like the Zelda team sorta also knew this, because they did add some staple mechanics seen in the Souls games and most of the melee combat heavy games. The parry, probably one of the more fun parts of the battle system in that game, lets you throw the enemy off balance, giving you the chance to do a flurry of attacks to the enemy, which in this case would serve as an alternative to the original backstabbing or general parry attack done after parrying in the Souls games. So which bits of combat would I love to come to Zelda? I'm not sure about you guys, but I've always loved the mechanic where you can roll under an enemy's attack to get behind them before swinging your sword around yourself and jumping upwards, mostly seen in Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I personally think this was a great mechanic in the older Zelda games, and with a combat system that thrives on being free, I think that having the ability to roll under enemies attacks by doing something like that during battle could be great. Don't get me wrong, the sidestep is just fine, but a roll would cover even more area and would plain on just be more fun to use in my own opinion. Not to mention the potential it would bring inside of boss arenas, but we'll talk about bosses a little bit later on. Next up we have a system that is used a little bit but not much in Breath of the Wild. The game introduced elemental arrows and elemental swords, with flame swords, ice blades, electric blades, and while I think they're great in their own ways, and the arrows especially do not need to be changed, I do actually think that the developers were trying to make the player try new swords out with the inclusion of the breaking mechanic. Well for me, nothing would motivate me to try new weapons out than if they had a different stat for each different elemental power. For example, the flame sword could be worth 34 fire damage, while its physical damage to things that aren't weak to fire would be this number, enemies who are weak to fire would take more damage than is stated. Along with this, upgrading weapons would be really cool. I personally don't mind the durability system, though I do think being able to name your swords and whatever an anvil would be really cool and would give you a greater connection to the game and its conclusion with your own swords. Not something in Dark Souls but a hope of my own. I think this elemental system would play out perfectly in boss fights though, where if you're fighting an ice based enemy, you could just attack with your usual master sword, but if you do decide to fight with a flame blade, then you'll have infinitely less trouble, therefore naturally telling the player to try out new weapons rather than forcing it on them. Look, as I've said, I don't mind the breakage system, but I do know that a lot of people hate it, and I would love for this next game to please absolutely everyone. So, there we go. For those of you who have played more of Demon's Souls, I would love for bosses to play out more like that, really. Not too hard if you really stop and think about your timings of when you roll, but more working out what works and what doesn't work. Not to mention, that game had a lot of bosses that had certain weaknesses depending on what stats you used with a lot of them being weak to magic and fire. In a weird way, it does make for a puzzle boss fight, but a puzzle boss fight that comes off as fair and a little bit of a challenge, rather than a boss fight that is straight up easy, like some Zelda bosses do, or ridiculously hard and unfair, like some Dark Souls fights do. I think it struck that perfect little middle ground for Zelda. Bosses. As stated earlier, I think these have already been changed in some pretty meaningful ways, with Breath of the Wild already feeling like a step closer to Souls gameplay in of itself. But the next thing I think they need to do is two very obvious but crucial things. Please bring the design up to snuff, and not to mention they need to flesh out boss arenas in future installments. Also, not allowing you to pause and eat all of the food in the world at any time in boss fights will be a good little bit of difficulty added on. Letting you search for cover and openings so that you can heal, something that I had to put to good use in my battle with the final boss of the first Dark Souls game. Design wise, I would love to just gush about boss design in both Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. While I haven't finished Dark Souls 3 as of yet, it's next on my list. It's just spectacular boss design. 
The bosses fit their theme so perfectly that I don't even know where to start. Now I know this channel is a family channel so I won't put any bosses too horrifying on the screen, which leaves Bloodborne kind of out of the mix, but suffice it to say, Bloodborne has amazing boss design, probably even better than Dark Souls 3. So here's a boss fight with a certain somebody some of you just might know without actually knowing. <laughs> the Nameless King. An optional boss right at the end of the main game, who is amazingly put together. Don't get it twisted, I've heard from many people that this boss is extremely hard, but design wise he's just amazing. And his arena only furthers the atmosphere set. This is what Zelda bosses missed out on in Breath of the Wild, with a single outlier, Monk Mazkosha. Seriously, if more bosses are like Mazkosha in the next game, but are just kinda bigger beasts, then it would be great. The only thing missing in that boss fight is a little bit of cover in the arena, but that doesn't matter anyway since you can eat a full English breakfast just by pausing the game. Wow, I really sound bitter about the pausing thing, don't I? <laughs> For today though, I'm gonna stop, though I would love to keep talking about this topic, so leave some thoughts in the comments. Breath of the Wild was a huge step up in terms of difficulty and overall strategy. We just need to take those last little steps in making sure that it's not hard, but even more strategic so you can plan ahead for each battle, and so that these battles can feel just as grandiose as they should. Zelda has always been about feel, as long as we can get that sort of ambition in the next game, we could be in for a treat. This is not to say that the Souls series aren't flawed in any way, there are a lot of things that series could take from Zelda, but it seems they're taking inspiration from each other with each game they put out at the moment, so hopefully soon we can see these series flourish at the top of the pack as it looks to me like they could be sharing a top spot for open world games at this rate. Now thank you so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing as we wait for more Breath of the Wild 2 news. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters and they are just perfect people, look at them. Sumji and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons, now just look at the Triforce coloured names and Triforce font. Thank you so much for the support guys, if you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description, and along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms, so please do follow me on them to keep in touch with me. Now thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.